0: This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. When life gets busy, you grind, you push, you reach for a stick of Liquid IV powder. It hydrates you two times faster than water alone, so you can crush goals and your to-do list. Because real life is extreme enough. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. Buy a stick in store or at liquidiv.com with the code podcast for 20% off your order. guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta, and I'm very excited for our guest today. I am a huge fan of this brand. This is probably, honest to goodness, I only shop this brand when it comes to drugstore products. I don't really go to the drugstore, so I really actually do go specifically sometimes to pick up their face masks because I, I absolutely love them and then other products also. So without further ado, um, I want to introduce you guys to the founder of Real Beauty, uh, Younghee Pike. Welcome to the show, Younghee. I'm so, so excited to host you.
1: Hi, Dr. Ekta. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here. Likewise, I am so excited
0: for you being here because I cannot tell you how huge of a fan i am of the of the whole brand um the vision how it started and i and i want to really learn that from you um, but first before we go to the brand i want to learn about you uh young He. so can you tell us about your background what led to the creation of real and where you know what was your your vision and your um enthusiasm behind creating this brand
1: yeah, of course. Um, so I actually have a pretty international background. Um, I was born in Korea. I moved to the States when I was in middle school because of my father's job. Then moved back to Korea, went to college there, and I did management consulting for a few years. And it was my dream to come back to the U.S. for business school. Um, so I came back to the States um, 16 years ago to go to business school. And after graduating um, from an MBA, then I moved to L.A., Um, At that time, I thought I wanted to be in Hollywood doing entertainment business, so I did strategy consulting for a couple of years and then joined the strategy team at the Walt Disney Studios, and I um, focused on movie distribution for a long time over there for about eight years. So I had a very different life, you know, before starting Rael, had nothing to do with feminine care or even beauty. It was just my hobby. Um, However, one day, I met my co-founders. Uh, who are both Korean-American women uh, in L.A. And we started talking about different startup opportunities, you know, to be honest. And we were all very much into following the organic natural trends um, in personal care and saw this big gap in the feminine care industry. And to be honest, you know, before really talking to my co-founders, I hadn't thought as much about feminine care, personal care industry. But as we started talking about it, um, it was really fascinating to think about, okay, these are the products that women use for about 40 years their lives every month. And and we're not paying much attention to what these products are made of. You know, we care so much about what we eat, what we put on our face, But when it comes to intimate care, feminine care, we never really question what these products are made of. Um, So it really got us to think, um, oh, my God, we have to do something about this. We want to think about how we can provide better for you, better for the environment products for feminine care. Um, And then at the same time, you know, educate women about different options and how we can take care of ourselves, you know, in a better way. Um, Another thing that we discussed uh, while we were together uh, was the the Korean feminine care products that we used to use back in Korea. Uh, My co-founders and I are immigrants to the U.S. We moved here all about 12, 15 years ago. And interestingly enough, one of the first things that we noticed after we moved to the U.S. was Lack of high-quality, high-performing uh, feminine care products in big retailers. So, every wow. time we, every time we went back to Korea, um, we would bring back a bunch of feminine care products, mainly pads, to the US and continue using them. Um, so we thought, you know, there's something quite special about the technology um, from Korea that make the products very high performing and comfortable. Um, So we married the organic cotton pads uh, from Texas and then we used the novel technology from the Korean market that make products very effective and then created our first organic cotton cover pads uh, back in 2017.
0: I love that. And you know what I really love, um, which you said, Yangi, was is about this idea of our technology and our availability of products was not up to par. You know, and that really, that really makes me feel you know joy to see that you recognize that space because I kid you not, you know, even myself being an immigrant to this country. I mean, I didn't have the experience you had where you had this available, you know, in Korea back home. You could go and and really experience the other side of things, right? And we, I didn't have that, you know, at all. And I even remember being a young, like you know, whether you're a teenager or even growing up in the being in college, you know, and saying wait a minute, why is it not, why don't we have products that are easier to use than just a tampon or a just a pad that most of the time doesn't fit right, you know, in your underwear? Like it just, it was so daunting and so annoying to me even, you know, as a person that, yeah, okay, you know, I I grew up in America, but still it's like common sense. You know, every woman I feel like has at some point noticed, like, why are our products so just like nobody's caring, you know, behind the scenes kind of thing. So I, I hear you. I'm so glad that, that's how you guys really approach this because that's perfect. You know, that's how everyone should be approaching it.
1: Yeah, thank you. And, you know, um, a lot of the products here in the U.S. uh, that are popular are made by big brands and we haven't really had that many innovations, disruptions by smaller brands made by women. So we're one of the pioneers in the industry, which we're very proud of.
0: Oh my gosh, yes. You are definitely, definitely a pioneer to say the least. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I will... easily agree with you on that yes real has by far the best range of feminine care products i have ever seen i'm not joking for everyone listening out there no (laughs) really i I mean it i really mean it because guess what i Kid you not, a year ago, I started experiencing urinary incontinence, which is a very common thing for women to go through. Um, The statistics are very high for, you know, our female listeners tuning in. Uh, By the time you have your first child or when you reach your late 30s, you will experience for whatever reason. It could be, you know, weight gain, whatever the reason might be for you. You're going to experience that. And one of the big holes in this market I saw was not enough people are making actually practical Products for mm-hmm. urinary incontinence. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, they're just—they're just, not practical. So when I, you know, really came upon uh, Raoul's products, I was just so like—it it was heartwarming to see that you guys have created real options for real women that are just necessities in our life you know we all love exploring products we all like trying the new thing but sometimes you just have to have those staple brands you know that you can rely on time and time again and i i really think you've established yourself very easily in this in that space and you know with that uh, as your title so awesome. yeah no, I love it. I love it. And, you know, I, I actually, I wanted to ask you because, um, you know, what is the the culture of, um, if you don't mind me asking, like, what is the culture around like tampons and such in the Korean markets from what you guys saw when you first started uh, with the brand, you know, uh, because I know that tampons are not like, you know, they're not uh, perceived the same way in different cultures, right? I mean, different cultures are very, uh, you know, either susceptible to accepting them or not. So what was that like, you know, um, in terms of the cultural differences that you noticed?
1: Yeah, I mean, from a product perspective, um, Korea included, Asian market is so much more pad focused than tampon focused. I think mm-hmm. there's still the perception that if you insert something inside your body, it's probably not healthy, not safe. So it's just better to use pads so you don't have to insert something. Um, So I think that perception is still very prevalent. That's how moms usually educate their girls, you know, the daughters. So I would say still, probably like 95 percent, over 95 percent of feminine care users use pads over tampons. Um, So that's why there have been so many more innovations happening with pads, you know, the products in Korea and also in Asia overall. So I think that makes the Korean products, you know, very interesting Um, from a kind of more like a a cultural perspective. It's not like Korean woman talked a lot about menstruation publicly, you know, just like it has been a taboo in the US market for a long time, too. So it tends to be even more conservative, obviously, in the Asian market. So I didn't grow up really talking much about my period blood, you know, with my friends, it was not like an open conversation. So I think that also made these feminine care products to be somewhat embarrassing thing to talk about or like it should be hidden you know Mm um and now everything's changing so we have beautiful packaging for these you know pads and tampons and we have an open conversation about it it's okay to deal with some you know cramps and issues and uh, a lot more education happening which we're very glad about
0: exactly and that's exactly why i asked you the question because um one thing that I really appreciate is this idea of I also grew up in a very similar culture to what you were de- describing with, um, you know, Korean consumers where menstruation was not talked about you know, it was like, I, I, I'll i be honest, there are some, you know, uh, Indian families where, you know, women and you, when you're menstruating, you don't go into like, like holy uh, places like temples and whatnot. And so there is this difference in culture, right? I mean, there's, right. that's just a thing in the world. We're all different. And, you know, even going into the Caribbean, when I was, uh, you know, in the Caribbean for seven years, I noticed the same thing. Women are not comfortable talking about our thing, our things that are, we consider to be more intimate, but right. To, to be able to come to an understanding that it's okay to not be overly, you know, like in your face about talking about period care, but... Yeah. You still know enough to where you know how to find the right brands that can support you. You know, that's what matters. And I feel like with Royale, the reason I'm so drawn to it as a consumer is you're not in my face, like screaming at me saying, love yourself, love your period, love your period. You're just just saying, here's some stuff to help you along the way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's make yeah. your life a little easier, you know. So I really love that and the subtlety and you know, the sophistication of that. So that's really yeah. why I brought it up. Yeah. yeah awesome. So my next question, Young He's obviously, you know, you guys have definitely ventured out um of not just uh, you know, women's care and women's health, but you've also gone into now skin health as well. So I would love to um really learn from you about what was, you know, what was the process behind making that decision for you as one of the co-founders and um where did you know that you wanted to you know, to start that really matched Real. you know, overall as a company?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, early on, um, shortly after we had a great success with our organic cotton pads and tampons, um, we started really thinking hard about, you know, the vision of the company, what kind of brand that we wanted to become. And, uh, you know, at the very early stage, my co-founders and I started the brand because, you know, we wanted to do something that would help women, women's well-being, health, um, and feminine care happened to be the industry that had a big gap so that's where we started um, but we wanted to take care of women throughout the whole cycle basically not only for that one week women are bleeding but you know mm-hmm. they need better for you that better, better for the environment products throughout the four weeks of their cycle um, so we thought about as women like what kind of Problems, you know, troubles we deal with, you know, during those four weeks, and you know, there are feminine hygiene um, issues, like you know, so feminine wash, feminine wipes were the next product we uh, launched and got into. Yeah. And personally, I actually dealt with a lot of hormonal acne, and it's interesting because um, I didn't deal with much um. Acne issue, uh, many acne issues when I was a teenager. But then when I turned maybe like 25, 26, I started having all these acnes on my chin, usually like three, four days before my period started. So it had definitely something to do with my hormonal changes. And I was like always so frustrated and I hated my period because I didn't look nice. My skin got all messed up, you know, because of my period every month. Um, so we wanted to come up with some solutions, you know, for those hormonal acnes and breakouts. Um, so we started with What we used to call period beauty items. So the sheet mask that you love, Dr. Ekta, is one of the first beauty items that we launched. Um, And the pimple patches, you know, which help heal the hormonal acne in a very natural way. Um, And the four sheet masks um, actually have a very interesting story behind it, you know, um, because... Not everybody knows, but, you know, every stage of the hormonal cycle, our skin changes quite a bit. So I don't know if you notice, but, you know, when you're menstruating, the week one, you have dry skin, you know, and then you deal with a lot of troubles. And then the, yeah, second, yeah. Yeah, and then the second week, which we call follicular, this is when your estrogen level goes up and you're leading up to the ovulation. And that's actually the best skin week for women. So you're glowing, you have collagen production naturally happening inside your body. And week three, that's, you know, when ovulation happens and then it's going, estrogen level goes down. That's when you start losing your glow. And then week four, uh, luteal cycle, it's when um, PMS symptoms, you know, come out and you have uh, oily skin congestion happening, hormonal acne come out in week four. So there's a science behind it. I mean, you know, you're a doctor, so you can speak to that probably a lot. Yeah, yeah,
0: and <laughs> no, I love that. That's so cool that you guys, so yeah, so that's, that's the premise of the mask then. That's such a cool, like, way to design it.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we're generalizing, obviously, you know, everybody's skin's different, but this is how hormones, you know, impact um, our skin at a high level. So, you know, week one, you know, we recommend the hydration, you know, sheet mask. Week two, in order to boost to the glow, we recommend collagen sheet mask. Week three, um, you know, because you're losing your glow, vitamin C should help week four, when you're dealing with hormonal acne and breakouts, you know, we recommend tea tree oil, you know, sheet mask. So uh, that's how our skincare um, kind of journey started. You know, we wanted to take care of women for all these hormonal change issues and the sheet masks and the pimple patches were the first items that we launched. Um, and fortunately, we saw great success uh, with this story and also our products. So that gave us a lot of confidence that even though we started with feminine care, um, we have authority to uh, play in the skincare uh, market. And then we have this, um, you know, nice story to tell in order to educate, constantly, you know, educate women about hormonal changes, how that impacts not only the skin, but the body and then the mood and everything else, you know, that we deal with. So we're trying to really position ourselves as a holistic personal care brand now. So we're graduating from being just like another tampon company, pad company, but we want to be a holistic personal care brand that's all about taking care of women and their wellness uh, overall. And you are! Oh my
0: gosh, you guys are the coolest brand like that. I I honestly, like, I'm just blown away. You have have the biggest smile on my face right now, honestly, because I love Royale. Like, I this brand, you guys has such a special place in my heart. I every product is like genuinely just amazing like there's not a single nothing I've tried by your line youngie there's not one product I can say it was lacking it was not doing what it's supposed to do it was not working it's like you guys have just you really have created what you said you've created a holistic care brand for women like really Mm -hmm. things that we need to have that we need daily you know not just once in a while or oh it's a luxury to have these are necessary items, you know, at least, yeah, I mean, you know, I packed like, for example, we were talking about the wonderful sheet masks. Like I've told everybody about, I think at this point, I literally, you guys, I covet these masks. Like I told young he, when we were talking before, I said, you know, every time I go to my neighborhood Walgreens, it's literally like I have, there's one left on the counter. There's <laughs> one, maybe two, if I'm lucky, there's three, I grab all of them, whatever's left. And honestly, it's because there's a real difference that you see as soon as you use the products and it's not just the masks even something like the miracle patch which is um I love the XL one which is uh the bigger patch you're oh, yeah. we talking about yeah i love that you know what i've always had body acne always mm-hmm. like my whole life and i still get it and it is so so good like it works every time i don't have to think about it like i put it on and it's like gone like acne's gone like the next day so i'm very like like i'm just to me this brand It sits in my life in a very different way than like, for example, super high luxury brands that are like, you know, focusing on one thing. This brands in my life, it sits as a necessity. And that's where I feel like, you know, that's the real mastering of entrepreneurship in my in my mind, you know, from what I know, is that you've created a place in people's lives and that's that's just astonishing so truly hats off to you and your co-founders because i am your biggest fan
1: <laughs> oh no thank yeah. you so much for that i mean it's so, so touching and i'm so happy to speak to you know a fan of our brand it means a lot to me mm-hmm.
0: absolutely no absolutely Now, i want to know like you know in terms of the founder like journey right like that's where i really want you to to teach our listeners because you've really um you know, you've gone into such wonderful categories and especially difficult categories. I mean, women's health is a very difficult category to really, you know, get a a very loyal following in to really prove yourself. So I would love to hear from you, Yungi, about any advice you have for entrepreneurs out there that want to just do it, but they're scared or
1: anything, you know, any
0: wisdom you can offer us.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I had a stable job before starting my Entrepreneur journey, so I was scared, you know, of failures, and I was afraid that, you know, financially, what, what's going to happen to me if I lose my stable job? But at the end, um, I'm I'm kind of like a dreamer, and then I encourage everybody to follow their dream. I mean, for me, coming to the US alone, my family's still back in Korea, um, it was really all about just following my American dream. So um, I want to encourage everyone: if they have a good idea, you know, there has to be a good idea, you know, for you to succeed. So if you have an idea. Follow it, you know. Follow your dream. Follow your heart. Um, but I also want to let everybody know that this entrepreneur journey is not easy. Um, there will be, even though you your business can be, you know, will be successful and all of that. The process, you know, there's just a lot of ups and downs. And I think nowadays more and more you have to be mentally prepared. To face all these challenges, ups and downs, it will be a roller coaster ride, you know. Um, so if you prepare, you know, for those moments, then I think if you have a great idea, then you can definitely succeed. So I would just encourage everyone to be prepared for that, um, and then you know, be resilient, persistent. Those hard work will pay off.
0: I love that. I really love that. And that's all solid advice. I love that you're, you know, that you're just honest and real about it, that it's, you gotta work hard. You gotta believe in yourself. And that's so true, especially now because so much competition is there in every category of a career. You know, I have young professionals every day. They reach out to me like, Hey, you know, um, can you connect me with somebody I need experience? And it's like, Yeah, you guys got to really hustle. And so that's a wonderful message. And, you know, with that in mind, I actually want to get your opinion, Younghee, about uh, the beauty industry as a whole. Because I know there are a lot of young um, entrepreneurs out there these days, right? There's a lot yeah. of young ones. I mean, all, you know, with TikTok blowing up and what, everything and people are all, everyone wants to start a line now, you know? So one thing I, I really love to to learn is the, you know, what visionaries such as yourself think about the whole industry at large and what you've noticed in terms of what has changed, what are some things you've noticed have changed or evolved um, just watching it?
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, you know, personally, um, I'm a big fan of skincare, um, you know, compared to more like the color cosmetics and the the other beauty products. So I'm glad that, you know, skincare has been getting a lot of attention. I think, you know, after COVID, people have really started paying attention to their skin health and uh, those products like an industry perspective, I'm a big fan of, you know, skincare's growth and especially in the U S you know, how much American consumers have started really thinking about skincare as like a healthcare, um, and wellness. So that has been really fascinating, you know, to me, but obviously, uh, there's just so much competition. There's just too many products. And then uh, as a consumer, it could be very confusing to understand what to use, you know, um, and what's good for my skin. So I think it's uh, every company's role um, to play in, you know, to be very clear about Um, educating consumers about what these products do and very honest about you know the ingredients and transparent about what they do and you know um, I mean the more competition you know the better because I think uh, it's all inspiring each other you know these uh, startup companies especially and then there's just so much creativity coming out of you know this competition but I think uh, just because there's just too many products out there we have to also be very smart about you know how to educate you know consumers and uh, at the end it's all about also the value of these products right they have to work um so as a brand you know we try really hard to do a lot of testing and then look into the science behind it and make sure that they really work and then we are making you know promises that that can actually happen
0: absolutely no that's a that's a really fascinating um you know point that you made because the product you're right it has to work and you know I was going to tell you honestly uh and I was thinking about this before our interview because you know when I was just take making my notes is that real reminds me of you know and and this is a short story but I want I want to share it is that when I was in between like classes in college so when I went to college for all the young younger audience listening we worked those of us in the millennial <laughs> generation, we all worked so I had a job and I worked for uh, Procter & Gamble in the R&D and I was part of the team that created the Tampax Pearl and wow. um yeah and at that time uh, we were all brainstorming. I remember we we're in the room talking about, you know, colors and, and the way from the R&D perspective, like, is this going to work? Is this going to improve the lives of the consumers, you know, and, and there are so many discussions like that. And when I look back, and then I look at your brand, I immediately think of that product and the amount of impact it had because the way you've designed your product from inside out like even the packaging it's not only that they're wonderful products it's that they're appealing to that young girl who doesn't know the first thing about a period she doesn't know the first thing you know what i mean she doesn't know much it's her first yeah. time it's something that's approachable to her it's something she can relate to and that's exactly what tampax pearl for me as a consumer that's mm-hmm. what i feel like they did was make tampons approachable you know what i mean and like understandable and i feel like That's where I don't see a competitor for rail because you guys have surpassed so many people in that, in the sense of uh, that comfort zone that a consumer feels when they approach your brand. You know, from the colors to the way that the products open up and, you know, the whole delivery is, is an easy way to do things. And I, um, you know, I I really find that to be the I think the most unique part, especially, you know, with what you said, the competition is increasing. Yeah, you know, women's care is an expanding niche in the beauty industry, you know, it's in the wellness industry. But um, I think what makes you guys really stand out to me is that approachability, especially when I think about, for example, the Gen Z generation, you know, Mm -hmm. and the younger generations, they're growing up because of TikTok. TikTok is their parent, you know? Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: So Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, that's great. Yeah. And, and speaking of TikTok, um, we actually recently launched a TikTok campaign called Ryel Cycle House. And we uh, partner with four comedian women. Uh, one person is called menstrual, you know, the other person is called follicular. The third person is called ovulation, last one luteal, and they have their own characters. It was a very funny and fun way to just, you know, talk about Four phases of cycle and period, and then the skinny shoes that come up because of the hormonal cycle, because of the you know the the changes of the cycle. So just wanna uh, just talk about that. You know how it was kind of like fun project for us to do, um mirror, marrying the education that we wanna do and also the creativity, like the campaign that we wanted to do. I love that. That's so cool. I've checked that out. <laughs> yeah, you should. I, I- yeah, that- yeah he's well, gonna it's gonna make you laugh a lot mm-hmm. yeah
0: <laughs> no I I want to check it out and I want to repost it because uh, on our TikTok because that's really really cool I love that yeah the, I want to I want to definitely see that because we need we need fun campaigns like that that sounds really cool <laughs> mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> well awesome no I mean honestly yeah, yeah I I you know what's crazy is like before I interviewed you, I always come up with these like crazy questions I ask brands. You know, like I I have all these questions, right? And and I was sitting there and I was brainstorming about Real, and I was like, I just want to tell her how amazing her brand. Is. <laughs> <laughs> said, my whole list, like my. And questions you made were- my day. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> flattered. <laughs> no, it, it's truly like I was just like I was racking my brain. I'm like, what can I ask her? And I was like. I don't know. I I see nothing that lacks in any of her products. So Aww. I'm just I'm honored and I'm humbled that you had even came onto the show and that you have educated us and told us about the wonderful brand. I mean, I just I just want to say as a consumer, I'm your biggest fan. I love you guys and Real, everyone listening is my go-to brand for women's wellness. I will happily say that. To anyone who asks, uh, Aww. it's my go to. I love the brand, I think everything they make is something that you definitely need in your life. And I really encourage you guys if you're looking for a staple brand for whether it's menstrual care and anything that goes with menstrual care, as young he described, you know, even with the cycles with our skin changing and. And those kind of things, really, guys, they got you. They co- they covered you, you know, in this. So um, d- check them out. You can pick up, you know, the products at your local Walgreens, like I do, you know, or order on the website. But I will tag everything in the concept art for this. But again, thank you so much for just coming onto the show and, and being so kind.
1: Oh, Thank you so much, Dr. Etta. It was a pleasure to be here and then speak with you. And for everybody listening, you can find us at Target, Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Amazon, our website. So hope everybody can check them out.
0: Awesome. And uh, let us know what you guys thought about the episode. And if you have any questions at all for the Real team, leave them in the comments or email us and we will pass them along. Thank you. And I will be back next time.
1: Okay. Bye. Thank you.